Good morning everyone. Good morning, uh, it's wonderful to see you here. I can't think of a better way uh, to finish off 2017, uh, the last day of 2017, uh, than opening God's Word with my church family. So I'm wondering whether you will uh, open in your Bibles to Psalm 1. Uh, Henry's quite keen to uh, look at Psalm 1 too. Psalm 1, you'll find that on page 536. Page 536, and as we come to look at God's Word, uh, I'm going to pray. Our gracious Father, we do thank you so much uh, that we do have freedom in this country uh, to gather uh, freely as your people around your Word. Father, we pray that uh, as we gather around your Word on this final day of 2017, uh, this would put us in good stead for the coming year. Uh, that our trust would be found in the Lord Jesus. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Well, I wonder what you're going to make your number one priority in 2018. Your number one priority. Uh, some people talk about New Year's resolutions. Uh, well, what's your number one priority going to be in 2018? Uh, is it your health? Uh, maybe it's a new diet you've settled on for your physical health. Uh, is it to get your finances in order? Uh, what are you going to focus on that will bring you happiness and joy? It's all very well to wish one another a happy new year, but where will that happiness come from? Well, Psalm 1 encourages us to make the direction of our life our number one priority. To make following the Lord of first importance... And he highlights that for us by the first and the last words of this psalm, Psalm 1. Uh, notice the first word, a blessing or happiness. And the final word in verse 6 is destruction. Uh, trusting the Lord is literally a matter of life and death. Uh, here in our psalm, our writer contrasts two ways of living or two lots of people they are the righteous and the wicked they refer to those who trust the Lord and those who don't the psalmist first looks at the direction of the believer's life so look with me at the first two verses blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. Here the psalm shows us where the believer gets his signal for living, and what drives him and, and moves him and leads him along. The one who is blessed or happy, according to the psalm, is the one who turns away from sin and evil. He does not take the counsel of the wicked, nor is his behaviour like that of sinners, nor does he sit in the company of mockers. Notice in our passage the progression from walking, to stopping and standing, to finally sitting. The one who is blessed is the one who goes in the opposite direction. Uh, to sit implies a sense of belonging, a sense of comfortableness. 
But the believer does not feel comfortable in the company of unbelief among those who have no concern in trusting the Lord. In Romans chapter 12, one of our other passages, Paul's encouragement is for us not to conform to the pattern of this world, or another translation is not to let the world squeeze you into its mould. The believer is to be countercultural. Countercultural, but but where does the believer get his lead or his counsel? Now, what leads the believer to walk away from sin to renounce it? Now, we all get a signal for living from somewhere. Now, what about the one who finds blessing from the Lord? Or well, verse 2. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And he soaks it up. Such is his delight in hearing God's voice. And we're told here that the believer is the one who does not go with the flow of the culture around him. Here is his guide, his manual for living. This is where the believer gets his cues for living, from the word of God. Uh, Back in November we were learning about some uh, figures from church history, from the Reformation. And one guy we learned about was Thomas Cranmer. Now, Cranmer saw the importance of the Bible being at the heart of our gatherings. He was the author of the book of Common Prayer. He believed that it was through hearing God speak that God's people grew in faith and trust. And so Cranmer placed the Bible at the very heart of our gatherings. This is why biblical preaching is our number one core value here at St. Augustine's. And that's why gathering with our church family Sunday by Sunday around God's Word is what helps us to navigate this world as a believer. What about you? Where are you getting your counsel for living? Your lead for how to conduct yourself? Uh, From yourself? From your culture? But the moral goalposts constantly change in the culture around us. It's by no means a good place to get our moral bearings or to find happiness. No, someone encourages us to get our counsel from the Lord, the one who made the heavens and the earth, the one who made you and the one who knows you better than you know yourself. And so we need to make it a priority to have our Bibles open in 2018, both by ourselves and in the company of our church family, Sunday by Sunday, and with our Bible study group midweek. For that is where we get our lead as people who trust in the Lord. We get our lead from His Word, from His voice at the Bible. Well, I don't know uh, about you, but whenever I make my way through a book, I always feel like I can get to the end if there's some pictures. Uh, Hands up if you're a bit like that. Yep, pictures always help. Well, thankfully our psalm, as we make our way through the the psalm, paints us a picture. Paints us a picture. Uh, It paints a picture of what the believer's life looks like. 
our writer gets his paintbrush out for us. Verse 3, he describes the believer's life like this. It's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Here is the description, the, the description, the picture of the believer's life. And notice that here is stability. A tree planted with deep roots. Stability, not tossed from this idea to the next. But notice too that there's, there's life and vitality. The tree's planted by streams of water. The psalmist puts forth a picture of vibrant spiritual life. So the image painted here would have been clear for the original readers, accustomed to Middle Eastern climate. In the Middle East, the long dry season comes when a fruit tree most needs water as its fruit grows to maturity. It needs to be planted near a water supply so its roots can reach the water. The psalmist paints a picture of blessing or happiness for the one who trusts in the Lord, the one who who listens to his voice. And notice in our passage, it's a stark contrast to the picture painted of the wicked person. Not so the wicked, we're told in verse 4. What are they like? Well, they're like chaff that the wind blows away. The image I have of chaff is of it being dry and withered, of having no life. And chaff, it can just be blown away. And that picture is contrasted markedly with the tree that's planted and immovable by streams of water. Now notice that verses 3 and 4, they flow naturally from the first two verses. You see, the wicked person has no concern for the Lord and so is like chaff that's blown away. The righteous person takes their lead from the Lord. They trust in the Lord and so is like a healthy, living, stable tree by streams of water. He's blessed. His happiness comes from the Lord. Well, as we come to the end of our psalm, what is the destiny of these two people? What's the final destination? Verses 5 and 6. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Our psalm tells us that for the wicked, for the one who does not trust in the Lord, there is no Justification, they will not stand come judgment day, verse 5. For the wicked, there is no fellowship with the Lord's people who will live with him forever, verse 5. And the final line of verse 6 tells us that there is no hope for the wicked. The way of the wicked leads to destruction. Here we have two ways to live. This is serious stuff. Here is why Psalm 1 is Psalm 1. The psalmist speaks 
of life and death, of heaven and hell. So which way will we go in 2018? Where will you find joy and happiness this coming year? Will you continue to trust in the Lord? Or will you get your lead from elsewhere? Well, you may be sitting there thinking, well, Nick, it's all all too hard. How can I trust the Lord and follow his word? And I don't know about how you go with New Year's resolutions, but the failure rate I hear is pretty high. So surely this will just be the same. I'll commit to trusting the Lord and following his ways in 2018, but I'll fail miserably like every other New Year's resolution. Well, here's the wonderful thing. Yes, you would fail. Yes, I do fail. But you know what God's word promises? Uh, Ezekiel 36. God promises, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Here's the amazing thing. You can't do it on your own. I can't do it on my own. We will fail miserably. In fact, left to our own devices, we cannot trust in the Lord and find great happiness. But the great thing about God is that he actually comes into our lives. He comes to live in us, to rescue us, so that we can stand his judgment, so that we can truly be his righteous person. He makes us a new person, so that we have the ability to trust him and follow his ways. How does he do it? Well, he does it by coming among us in the person whose birth we celebrated this past week. The baby who grew to be a man. The one who comes among us and says to us, I am the gate for the sheep. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, where will you head in 2018? Stick with Jesus. Stick with Jesus. Whatever you do in 2018, stick with Jesus. He will not fail you, He will never, ever let you down. He is the one with whom you will stand God's judgment. He is the difference between blessing and destruction, heaven and hell. He is the one to listen to and from whom to get your lead from in life. My prayer for myself and for you is that in 2018 and beyond, we will stick with Jesus And live our lives in thankful praise and obedience to him. That in him alone we'll find great joy and great blessing.
Let's pray. Father God, as we embark on a new year, we do commit ourselves afresh to you. Father, we know that we can't do it on our own, but we thank you so much that you have come into our lives, that you've changed us, you've given us a new heart, a heart that seeks after you and your ways. Father, we pray that we wouldn't look elsewhere to find joy and happiness in the new year, but we would find great happiness and blessing in you alone. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.